0: That's ljsinnercircle.com, or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. This is the Learn Jazz Standards Podcast, episode 75. Welcome to the LJS Podcast, where you get weekly jazz tips, interviews, stories, and advice for becoming a better jazz musician. And now your host, he's a jazz musician, author, and entrepreneur, Brent Bartstra. Alright everybody, welcome to yet another episode of the LJS Podcast. My name is Brent, I'm the jazz musician behind the website LearnJazzStandards.com. Welcome, whether it's your first time ever listening to the show or whether you're a regular listener. Now if you're not familiar, Learn Jazz Standards is a place where you can get free jazz education, jazz lessons, tips, advice, all kinds of resources to help you play jazz music And we deliver that through our blog and, of course, our podcast, which you are listening to right now. And on today's episode 75, I have a short but sweet episode for you. And it's all about a very important topic, which is how to internalize jazz language. Now, jazz language, we need to be learning it in order to become good jazz improvisers. You know, music, I always say this, is is." a language. It's not even like a language. It is a language. And jazz is one way to speak that language. You could call it a dialect of sorts. And in order to learn it, we need to be listening to it. We need to be taking ideas from recordings and learning it by ear. We need to be learning songs, all sorts of different things. But it's all about how you learn it, right? Because how often have you learned something from a recording? Maybe it was a song. Maybe it was a lick. Maybe it was a solo. And then you just kind of forgot it, right? I mean, this is very common with jazz repertoire, learning a song and then just eventually forgetting it altogether. Well, it happens to be the problem is in the learning process and how you actually learn the material at hand how you properly internalize this material. You wanna, you wanna know this stuff forever, right? And you want it to sink into your playing and, and actually produce results for you. So that's what today's episode is all about, is how to internalize jazz language, different from just learning it, it's internalizing it. And I'm gonna have a little bit of a challenge for you at, today, at the end of today's episode. Okay, so without further ado, let's jump in today's lesson. So when it comes to learning jazz standards, when it comes to learning solos, licks, any kind of jazz language, you want it to make a lasting impact on your playing, right? Like the idea of actually spending the time, investing the time in learning that information is that it's actually going to improve your musicianship. You're going to become a better player as a result. So we want to get the most out of this. And, And really, when it comes down to it, it's about how we learn it. We need to be internalizing this material Properly, So I kind of want to break it down for you today. I want to go through some different steps, almost like a checklist of things to do when you're learning a new piece of jazz language, how you can internalize it, how you can keep it forever to really stick in your head so that you always know it. Now, the bottom line of all of this, and this isn't rocket science here, this is not something new you've never heard before, but the bottom line of how to internalize any kind of musical language is repetition. Okay, repetition. That is absolute key repetition. The more times you do something, the more it's going to stick. I mean, and you already know that. The more times you tied your shoelaces, right? You just naturally were able to do it. It wasn't something you had to think about anymore. It was just a natural reaction to something that you've done over and over and over and over again. It became a natural part of you. But let's look into that word repetition for a second. What does that actually mean, just play it over and over and over again? Well, not exactly. So here are some things that you need to do before moving on to say another piece of jazz language if you wanna truly internalize one piece of jazz language. Now the first place I wanna start is singing. Singing has nothing to do with playing your instrument, but the power of singing confirms that you can actually hear it in your head. Okay, this is, and that, what I just said there is of utmost importance. Can you hear it in your head? A lot of people, when they go to learn a piece of jazz language, uh, let's just use a lick, for example. So you're going through a recording, and all of a sudden, you just hear a cool line that sticks out in your head, and you want to learn it. So what you do is you go back to that place in the recording really quick, you pull out your instrument, or you sit down at your instrument, and you start going through it note by note and figuring it out. Okay, well that doesn't mean that you're actually hearing it in your head. That means you heard it, you thought it was sounded cool, and you started learning on your instrument, but you just bypassed a really important step, which is, can you recall it without even having to have a reference note, having to actually hear it? You know, when it comes down to improvising, when it comes down to anything like this in jazz, it's all about your ears, right? It's having really strong ears. And you have to be able to hear that piece of language in your head. you know. So if I'm thinking about this particular lick, I should be able to play it in my head or even sing it out loud or hum it or whistle it without having to have a recording present at all. So that's the first thing that you need to do is you need to be able to sing it. And I know it's a little bit of cliche to say if you can sing it, you can play it. And you maybe you've heard that, that saying before, but it is true. If you can sing it, you can play it. It's not necessarily that... If you can sing it, well, now I can automatically play it on your my instrument. No, not necessarily. What it means is that you can confirm that you can hear it in your head. If you can hear it in your head, then you can reproduce it on your instrument. And this is repetition, right? Because in order to hear it in your head, you're having to listen to this over and over and over again just to get it in your head that you could actually sing it and recall it. All right. So this is the first uh, checklist item, I would say, for, for internalizing jazz language. Let's move on to the next one. The next one is, in here, let's, let's phrase this as a question. Can you play it in all 12 keys? Can you play it in all 12 keys? Or, or, or if it's a, a song or a standard, maybe 12 keys, You maybe you don't have to do 12 keys, but can you play it in several different keys? And I'm not necessarily suggesting that you take entire solos into all 12 keys, but you can break ideas out of that solo and take them into all 12 keys. Now, I know there's some people that when I, whenever I say this, oh, make sure you can play it in all 12 keys or multiple different keys. Some people go, ah, it's stupid. You don't need to do that. It's not worth your time. I mean, it's just play it in the keys that you need to play in it. Well, that's, that's great and all, but, and it comes down to it. If you really want to internalize it and if you really want to take this repetition thing to the next level... Learn it in multiple different keys. If you only know how to play the jazz language in one key, you're only scratching the surface of what that is all about. When you take things into other keys, not only are you practicing repetition, right? Because if you're going, there's 12 keys in Western music, right? So if you're doing it 12 times at least in, in different keys, but you're probably at least, I mean, at least three times, right? Each each key, so all of a sudden, you this that's essentially 36 times you're playing that. And then that's only one practice session where you're taking it throughout 12 keys, right? I mean, if you did multiple practice sessions and you just keep multiplying that number, I mean, you're playing this a lot. So not only is it repetition, you're training your ear to recall the idea no matter what key you're improvising in. And of course, you wanna be able to play that idea in any key on your instrument. There's There's technical limitations there to playing in different keys, right? So you wanna be able to play it in any key, no matter what. So I really always do preach uh, practicing in all 12 keys. And if you go back to episode 49 of the podcast, I did an episode all about three ways practicing in all 12 keys will make you a better musician. So go ahead and check that episode after you're done listening to this one, and I go into a little more detail about that. But I am I really am a big fan of practicing in all 12 keys, and it will indeed help you internalize the material Better Okay, so that's the second checklist item. Now, the third one, I'll phrase it in a question as well. Can you play it along with the recording? Can you play it along with the recording? So if you learn, again, let's use a lick as an example. If you learn a lick and you're just able to play it by yourself, that's one level of it, right? That's one level. The other level is being able to match exactly what the musician on the recording is doing. This requires repetition, of course, right? Because you're having to go over and over and make sure you're matching things up. Like, Let's say if this is an entire solo, this is even more important, right? An entire solo that you learned, you're able to play it along with the recording, not just by yourself, but you're able to match the intonation, the phrasing, the way they're playing it. That's all going to help you internalize it. In fact, every time I've ever learned an entire solo, it's insane how many times I go through that even just trying to execute it properly with them. Because if I'm doing it by myself, sometimes a mistake slips up, I get back on track. But when you're playing along with the recording, you have to nail that, right? So that's repetition in and of itself. And it's helping you really get inside what the musician is playing, what they're doing. So can you play it along with a recording? That's another really great tip for internalizing. And again, if we're doing the math here, I mean so far like the repetition is off the charts. We we sang it, that means we had to hear it, that was a lot of times. 12 keys and then we're playing it along with the recording. So this is a lot of time spent on just one piece of jazz language, we're not going on to the next one, we're really spending a lot of time on it. Okay, now the last one I wanna talk to you about is analyzing. It's important that whatever jazz language you're learning that you understand it. Now, understanding is the next level of all this because a lot of what we're talking about is muscle memory and hearing things and all that stuff. But actually knowing what you're doing, understanding the theory behind it, understanding how that jazz language works or how it functions will help you internalize it as well just because knowledge will help you remember things, right? Just If you don't understand how something works, it's not gonna stick as well in your head. So for example, if you learn a jazz standard, there's a lot of questions to be asked. Well, what chord progressions are in there? Uh, what key center is this in? Does it go to multiple different key centers? Is there an A section? Is there a bridge? Um, is this modal harmony? Is it uh, diatonic harmony? Is, uh, you know What are some of the more difficult parts in there? How is the harmony actually moving? Now the melody of the song, How does the melody outlining the chord changes? What are the chord tones that the melody is playing? All kinds of questions you can start asking to try to understand how this song works, how it actually functions. So it's more than just simply, oh, I learned it. It's, I'm gonna actually look at this and try to figure it out and try to see what's going on. Now, if we take a solo, for example, if you learned an entire solo you're really looking at how the musician connected the ideas over the particular song form, right? How did they approach that B section? How did they approach the A section? How did they play over that dominant seventh chord? This goes down more to licks now, right? If you just take one single idea over, let's say, a D7 sharp 11 chord, well, how was the musician outlining that like how did he phrase that or if it's a 251 chord progression a lick over 251 chord progression what notes were important that the musician played to connect those chords together how did it sound like you were actually playing those chords even though you know even if it was just isolated the soloist by himself or like was there a special extension that he hit what did he hit the flat 13? Did, uh, did she hit the sharp nine? Like, you know, all kinds of questions like that. You want to actually analyze what's going on, you know, so that you know where this music is coming from and how it operates. So analyzing is that last checklist item that's really important for properly internalizing musical language. So let me quickly recap everything that I've talked about so far. And we'll phrase these all in questions. I think it's easier. Can you sing it? Which means, can you hear it in your head? Can you play it in all 12 keys? Or if it's a song, can you play it in at least a handful of different keys? Are you able to do that? Can you play it along with the recording? Have you matched the work that you've learned with an actual recording and played along? And then lastly, have you analyzed it? Have you looked at it, tried to figure it all out? And all of these four things are encompassed under repetition, right? Lots of repetition. And if, if, if we wanted to add a bonus one here, we would say review, lots of review, just always going back to it and, and, and applying it into your different musical situations and reminding yourself of that language that you have learned, right? If it's a song always going back and playing it at jam sessions and gigs. That's the only way, right? So repetition is encompassing all of these different ways to actually internalize language. So let's stop wasting our time, right? We don't want to be wasting our time, our precious time in the practice room, learning something only for it to leave. Make sure you're doing it right. Make sure you're taking the time to really learn one piece of jazz language well before moving on to another one. Okay, now, obviously this was a short to the point episode. And I'm, I'm happy for that because I want to leave you with a challenge this week. Okay. I want you to actually do this. And when you do it, after you've done it, I want you to go to the show notes, learn jazzstandards.com forward slash episode 75 and leave a comment and tell me what piece of jazz language that you practice that you internalized. Okay, so you're gonna go all th- through all those steps. I want you to pick one lick. I want you to be able to sing it. I want you to be able to play it in all 12 keys. I want you to be playing it with the recording that you took the lick from, but that you learned by ear. And I want you to analyze it. I want you to have an analysis of how that piece of jazz language functions. Okay, that's your challenge. Best of luck, let's do this. All right, that's all for today's show. I want to thank you so much for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure that you take up my challenge and you go to the show notes at learnjazzstandards.com forward slash episode 75 and let me know what jazz language you learned. All right, now if you got some value of today's podcast episode, go to iTunes, leave us a rating and review. It seriously really does help and helps other people find this podcast. All right, now next week we're going to be coming out with a brand new episode 76. I look forward to seeing you back then. Thanks for listening to the LJS Podcast, brought to you by LearnJazzStandards.com. Subscribe to the series on iTunes. And don't forget to join our jazz community at LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash newsletter.